Welcome to another Growth Masters Federal podcast on growing your business in the federal sector. Your host is Shirley Collier, president and founder of Scale to Market. Scale to Market helps businesses think, plan, collaborate, and prosper in the federal marketplace by developing and executing customized, comprehensive, data-driven business development playbooks. The Section 809 panel was established by Congress in 2016 as part of the National Defense Authorization Act with a mandate to review the DOD acquisition regulations and practices and provide recommendations that would create a streamlined acquisition process capable of operating at modern market speeds while remaining true to its commitment to promote competition, provide transparency in its actions, and maintain the integrity of the defense acquisition system. The panel has completed its work and produced a three-volume report that contains 98 specific recommendations outlining significant changes in the DOD procurement system. The full report and information about the panel is available on the web at section809panel.org. This 809 panel podcast series addresses the recommendations of the panel through the lens of the small business community. Shirley begins this timely podcast series by speaking with Michelle Johnson, a member of the professional staff of the 809 panel to introduce the panel's genesis, its structure, members, and work. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Shirley here. The purpose of this introductory podcast is to bring all of our listeners up to date and give context to the discussions in the Section 809 panel podcast series. I'm talking to Dr. Michelle Johnson about the structure of the Section 809 panel and how the panel gathered and analyzed data to reach their conclusions and recommendations. Welcome, Shell. Thank you, Shirley. Michelle, or Shell Johnson, has been a professional staff member on the 809 panel since January 2017 after her husband got stationed to the Pentagon. Prior to that, she was a professor of English and the assistant coordinator of composition at Francis Marion University in Florence, South Carolina. Shell's job on the panel was to research and synthesize data on several recommendations, think through the impact of suggested solutions to longstanding challenges in defense acquisition, and then communicate clearly and succinctly to the panel's numerous stakeholders including the small government contractor community. Not an easy task. Shell, we understand now a little about the history and mission of the group, and the recommendations of the panel will be explored further in this podcast. But tell us first about the members of the panel and why they were selected. Sure. So as you know, the panel is mandated by the FY 2016 NDAA, that's the National Defense Authorization Act, and required to have at least nine individuals who are recognized experts in acquisition and procurement policy, and also with the stipulation that those members should reflect diverse experiences from both the public and private sectors. We were lucky to have a really extraordinary group of thinkers to lead this effort. We began our work with 18 commissioners, and our chair was Dee Lee. Dee was one of two former OFPP administrators on the panel, and several other commissioners were also former senior procurement officials. And that includes our current chair, Dave Drabkin, who is previously the Senior Procurement Executive and Deputy Chief Acquisition Officer at GSA. He's also held many other positions in DOD and the federal government. Three of our commissioners were the Deputy Assistant Secretaries for Contracting or Procurement from each of the military services. That was Elliot Branch from the Navy, 
Brigadier General Mike Hoskin from the Army and from the Air Force. We began with Major General Casey Blake, who was then succeeded by Brigadier General Cameron Holt in 2018. Um, so they brought that expertise from the services and were able to bring our message back there. In addition, many other commissioners are retired officers and flag officers from across the services who currently work in the private sector. Uh, for example, Charlie Williams is currently president of the National NCMA, National Contracting Management Association, and one of several of our commissioners who is also a small business owner. Finally, another commissioner, Kathy Garman, was a former professional staff member in Congress on both the House Armed Services Committee and the House Small Business Committee, and she brought a valuable congressional perspective to the panel's deliberations. In addition to these commissioners, we also had over 30 professional staff members, including people like myself, supporting the panel, and most of us coming and going during that, that two-year term. I've been one of the, the long-term members there. Some members came from the services or the fourth estate. Others came from Congress or the acquisition workforce or think tanks and academia. So we really brought a diverse perspective there. What was cool to see is that this group was really motivated to solve problems they had experienced firsthand, and everyone brought unique expertise to the conversations. To what extent were the interests of the small business community taken into consideration? We conducted hundreds of stakeholder interviews, especially in the first year of data collection. Many of these meetings were with small businesses. They included women-owned consulting companies, a number of technology startups, and representatives from organizations, including the U.S. Small Business Administration. We also had an online comment portal on the website for the first year and a half with the express uh, purpose of soliciting comments and suggestions from the public. We received over 400 comments there that were then adjudicated among our research teams, and many of these comments were addressed in our final recommendations. One of our teams was tasked with researching barriers to entry, what kept companies from working with DOD. They went out to Silicon Valley and other hubs of innovation, such as Boston and here in the National Capital Region. They talked to dozens of companies who wanted to work with DOD but were discouraged by the process or who hadn't even taken the time to try to figure out how to enter the bureaucracy. Some of them said, I don't even know what SAM is or FedBizOps. Um, and we addressed some of those concerns in Section 8 of Volume 3, where we talk about engagement with industry, and those recommendations result from some of those engagements to provide solutions for how both DOD and industry can better interact with each other to inform the acquisition workforce and our industry partners. Where do the recommendations go from here? Well, Congress has the lion's share of the work, and we'll be incorporating those recommendations they approve of in the FY, the fiscal year 2020 National Defense Authorization Act. We have held regular meetings with the professional staff members from the House and Senate Armed Services Committees, as well as the Appropriations Committees and Small Business Committees. In addition, DOD can also do a lot of this work without legislative changes. Since we published our final volume in January, representatives of the panel have met with leaders in DOD and in the fourth estate to educate them about which of our recommendations they can begin to implement now. We've been particularly engaged with Dr. Will Roper, the senior acquisition executive of the Air Force, who attended our release event back in January and threw his hand in the air and asked really excitedly where could he get started. He's highly motivated to start shaving time off acquisitions for the Air Force, and he recently had a great success with the Air Force Pitch Day in New York this past March. Uh, at that event, they vetted companies prior to the event and held oral presentations and awarded about 50 contracts that day. 
some of the panel's early recommendations have already been enacted by Congress. Those include some of the commercial buy-in recommendations, um, some elimination of statutory requirements for offices, and we're optimistic that more will make it into the next year or two of NDAAs. Well, that's very exciting. Will there be an opportunity for small businesses to comment on the recommendations? Sure. There's a few different ways. Small business owners can coordinate comments with other members of professional organizations they belong to. We'd encourage people to reach out to the panel directly on Twitter and LinkedIn. We have some fans and some critics on both platforms, and we share noteworthy articles about the panel and issues related to DOD and federal contracting there. Um, Finally, as long as the panel has staff, we're also happy to continue speaking with individuals and at public events to clarify the intent and the implementation of these recommendations. And we will post the email addresses and other links on our website in the description of the podcast and also in our webinar materials to help facilitate that communication. Okay, great. So, Shell, what would you like the small business community to understand about the panel, its members, and or the final recommendations? Yeah, what a great question. Fundamentally, the panel really values the role that small businesses play in the economy as a whole and for the federal government and the Department of Defense. Obviously, we need a strong and diverse supplier base, and that should be composed of both large businesses and small businesses. Um, And the Department of Defense needs to be able to harness the innovation that is really often driven by those entrepreneurial small businesses. Our research also reminded us that the original legislation supporting the use of small businesses in federal and defense contracting was about using small businesses to support the national defense, and that's the uh, Armed Services Procurement Act of 1947, all the way back there. So fast forward to today, DOD's acquisition system has to some extent lost its focus on mission, on fundamentally taking care of the nation's defense, and it's imperative that we restore that focus. As you know, we face a dynamic and significant threat landscape from our near-peer adversaries, that's China and Russia, and other non-state adversaries, and none of those operate by the same rules that we do. We like to say that China's not making procurements using the FAR, (laughs) so so we need to be a little faster. So we need to deliver capability to the warfighter, and that should be the job of the acquisition system. Changing how DOD does business will take time. We've made some revolutionary suggestions as well as some evolutionary changes that we can start doing now. Many people agreed that if we were to craft an acquisition system today in 2019, there is no way in the world we would end up with what we have but we can't entirely wipe the slate clean and start over again, even though that might be the best way to truly streamline government processes. In its deliberations, the panel members often started from zero, just doing away with a problematic process altogether, and then walked it back to a compromise, acknowledging the need to balance different aspects. Our recommendations attempted to balance that need for increased agility and defense acquisition with that need for appropriate oversight. We think together, taking all of our recommendations as a whole, can help the Department of Defense move faster and make smarter buys while still upholding our core values of integrity, transparency, and competition. Shell, thank you so much for setting the table for today's important discussion. You're welcome, and thank you, Shirley. 
Listen to the whole series of podcasts on the Section 809 panel's recommendations where I had the privilege to interview several commissioners and key staff on topics ranging from the change in how commercial items will be procured, the small business pivot, the readily available marketplace, and changes in IT procurement. We examine all of these issues from the perspective of small businesses. Click on the Section 809 panel link on our website to learn more and to register. This is Shirley Collier, host of the Growth Masters Federal Podcast, signing off for now. Thank you for joining us today. Whether large or small, if you are a DOD contractor, the 809 panel's work will affect your business. It's critical that you stay informed about this initiative and get involved in driving the outcomes. To find additional 809 panel interviews, along with information on how to contact relevant government and non-government organizations, visit our website at scaletomarket.com. That's scale2market.com and click on the Section 809 panel link. For more information on how to grow your business in the federal marketplace, subscribe to the Growth Masters Federal channel wherever you get your podcasts. And join us again soon for another informative Growth Masters Federal podcast.